Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back once again to the Toffee Web Podcast. And we come to you on the eve of a new season, one that will unfortunately start with a familiar tale of woe where our only reliable striker is concerned. Everton will kick off 22-23 without Dominic Calvert-Lewin after the club confirmed that he picked up an injury in training this week. Myself, Paul and Andy will discuss the ramifications of that and how Frank Lampard might deal with it, as well as chats about the Toffee's prospects in general. Fellas, I don't think I was alone in starting to feel somewhat optimistic about the new campaign. Uh, not so much because I thought we were going to pull up any trees this season, but I felt that the spectre of relegation might not loom so large or at all this time. But the loss of Dom puts a major damper on things, doesn't it? It's just so Everton, isn't it, really? It's crazy because you could you could argue maybe cruelly it's just so Dominic Carvalhoon the way it's been for the last sort of like twelve months or whatever. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it, it's a real shame he's out, and let's hope it's it's just unfortunate, and it's, let's hope it's just nothing nothing too serious, and he's 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 back pretty soon because well we could really do about that checkered season last year of just he's back or you think he's coming back and then he's not quite ready and yeah i mean it's you know you kind of want it all or nothing really in a way don't you and i guess it's 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 got to press everton into some sort of action hasn't it with regards to getting somebody in would you say you think so i think it's the one position the one position that we could not afford to lose the player that you would naturally pick there um Looking at the squad as a whole now, well, I say now, considering they get Ghana over the line, um, I think you could probably afford to, although it wouldn't be ideal, of course, you you might be able to afford to lose anybody. Um, even, even you know, even the goalkeeper. I mean, you know, Begovic did stand in last year and, and kept a clean sheet against Newcastle in a really big game. 
it's just the one that you think, please, not him. Um, and um, and it does leave us in a bit of a predicament. I mean, I think I think he would have played Rondon if available, um, but even he's not available uh-huh. because of a stupid red card at the end of last season. So you wonder what he will do. Um, I can't see anything but Deli Ali playing there um, as a kind of yeah. some kind of floating focal point of some kind. I mean, he's not going to throw Lewis Dobbin in, surely. Um, I think it will be a mixture of the forward players we have available. I mean, it, it pretty much guarantees that McNeil's going to start now. Um, I think he has to. Uh, can Gray play as a central striker? Probably not. You look around and you think, well, who else can play centrally? Didn't we? I think we played Gray there a couple of times under was it under Benitez or perhaps when Frank Lampard first came in. But yeah, it's not it's not his natural role. Obviously, I think you're right. I think we'll see you know Deli Ali as a as a kind of false nine. Um, but I mean, it's just it's a tough one for Calvert Lewin because it's the it's the one position that arguably needed strengthening the most, even if he was fit because we need a reliable backup. And now that he's not there, it just kind of throws the whole thing into chaos. And it just, it, it underscores the, um, the the lunacy of our recruitment It's just over years. I mean, it, it took us arguably, I mean, you could make a case for Tony Cotty, but you could, I mean, I used to say that we didn't ever really replace Gary Lineker until Romelu Lukaku came along. And then he left and we never replaced him really. I mean, I think we were, quite fortunate that Dominic Calvert-Lewin turned into the into the striker that he did but I mean even then as we've discussed here I mean he's he's not the the complete striker yet but you know he is the focal point of the team he is what a lot of our kind of recruitment around the wing positions has been geared around and for the best part of a year now he's he's really not been uh, a reliable um a reliable starting option and it's <laughs> it's kind of annoying that, that that we have very key players like uh, Yeri Mina and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who are the best players in their position, who you just cannot rely on, um, and we don't have the funds to to go out and and buy a natural a natural alternative, um, you know. And with Calvert-Lewin, it's so much of his game is around his his physicality and and his powerful running um, that that it's just been such a struggle. Um, for him to get back, because I think we we can agree that he he played through injury for England and Everton last season. You know when when he probably shouldn't have, um, you know with with the toe problem, and it's as is what as is the case with so many musculoskeletal um, aspects of the human body being so interconnected. Playing with one with an injury in one place can then you know create a, a problem in another, and I think that's what we're seeing now that he's, he's you know, he did his thigh, which again seemed to have been fairly serious. And then when he's coming back and trying to sort of nurse his thigh back, he's obviously having now he's having issues with other parts of his body. So it, it seems that this was a kind of a freak, a freak accident that apparently when he was just striking the ball, which you know again it's just so so typically Everton. It's just not even true. The striker's um, doing what he's uh, paid to do in training: strike the ball and it gets injured. So, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Salomon Rondon made made sense last year. If you were thinking we needed a third choice striker, you know, Salomon Rondon as our second choice, really, I mean, it, it, it just it, it just beggars belief that we're in this situation. And of course, as you say, he's suspended, which is just a joke. 
Um, so, you know, we, we've left ourselves now in a really difficult position. We've got another four or five, four weeks, um, five, potentially five league matches um, where we will not have a strike unless we get someone over the line um, in, in the transfer market really soon. It's, it's it's crackers that they got to this position, isn't it? Where of no nobody available otherwise. I mean, like even if Dominic was available for this game, that there's no backup whatsoever. There's no alternative on the bench. As you say, Rondon being third was, was third choice, and he, he was thrust into it quite quickly last season, wasn't he? Because I think Dominic and uh, Richardson were both both injured at the same time for quite a period of time. So pretty much as soon as Rondon came, he had to play quite a lot of games and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bit forgivable as like pretty poor performances at first, but he's like, well, he's just come from China, he's not fair to given time, he's not expected to start this many games. But as the season went on, it didn't it didn't really get any better, did he really? I mean, there was a few little glimpses he looked okay, but as you say, third choice striker, fair enough, that and that that's that, that, that's what you're gonna get. But they've known all along the Charleston was sold, you know, what was it, first of June or thirtieth of June, whichever, I think thirtieth of June. So they've quite a long time to to, to sort this out, the Nuva Charleston was going to be sold. You know what I mean? They've had, they've had plenty of time to do this. Um, so it's, it's just crackers that like even if the uh, Calvert Lewin wasn't injured, that we were going into the season in this position. Um, so what I, I hope doesn't happen now, I just hope there's no real panic of like, oh crap, the you know the natives are getting restless. We've got to get a striker in quick, and we end up with some dud. You know what I mean? I, that, that's what I really mm. got to make sure we don't do now. I'd, I'd not sure they'll suffer these, you know, suffer a couple of games bumbling through and getting the right player in whether that be on deadline day or whatnot i don't know it's it, it's it's obviously not easy to get this player over the line but um it's yeah it, it's again it's a thing we've got to get right and we we can't afford it's it, it's situation we can't really afford the passenger if this if, if dominic's injury turned out to be longer and we've signed somebody like another london you know what i mean we're just you know we're in, a, we're in an even bigger hold down so we really got to make sure the guy we do get in to replace or sorry to you know, to cover for dominic and to be a challenging second striker has got to be of good uh, of, of good standard. Chelsea are in town. Is this an opportunity to speak to them about Brozier and try and yeah. Yeah, I don't know try and get that you know get get, get that moved along a little bit quicker. Um, maybe that's an opportunity. Maybe Frank can have a word. He's got his connections there. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually got a bit of a team. They're actually back Chelsea um, coaches etc. So. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they might say, all right, but you've got to take Ross. But <laughs> 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 you might end up having to <laughs> in that case. But, uh, if that's the day I'll break it, then so be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but um, they're, they're going to have to move quick. But my, my point I'm trying to make is, yeah, don't don't panic and get someone we don't, we really can, you know, that isn't suitable. Um, that, that, that's it. my only caution, really. But, yeah, it's a problem we could do about for sure. Um, and it's not the sort of game that, you know, it's the sort of game you need your best players available. Chelsea, if we had a, I don't know, a Fulham at home or something like that, you could perhaps be a bit more confident that I like we can bundle through that and, and get and get over the line and give, be, give ourselves a bit, a bit of breathing space. But first couple of games are both pretty tough. Um, mm-hmm. without, without a striker there, it's going to be a, both going to be difficult. How many times have we spoken about um, symptoms of the last five, six years. I mean, contingency planning, <clears throat> excuse me, contingency planning from above is one of the most shocking things or that hasn't happened in the, in the last six years. And you it's think about- It's non-existent, isn't it? You, you think about the, the you know, how, how a, a football club model, dare I say it, like the lot over the park or Man City or, you know, any functioning football club, um, when you lose a big player, 
whether it be to injury or, or transfer, um, you have to, you know, you have to have either the squad to back it up, or you have to have targets that you are absolutely set on to be the next one, the next cab off the rank. And we just haven't got that. And it's it's another symptom of what's been, you know, a dreadfully run operation for 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 so many years. I mean, you know, I know. I know we look. We all now probably look at Ghana Gay in a kind of a bit of a different light than when he was here. But he was a one of our most important players at the time he left. Mm-hmm. He has never. He's never been replaced, and now we're replacing him with himself. You've got <laughs> Lukaku leaving, and he. I don't think Lukaku has ever been replaced because no. I don't think Dominic Calvert Lewin was maybe. I mean, maybe Calvert Lewin was a project. To, to can we get this kid at the time up to Premier League level? We didn't replace Lukaku. The one time they've done it, which was was Luca Dean, and he almost surpassed Leighton Baines when Baines was still in the job. That's the one thing. That's the one time I can I can remember it. Everton actually doing something that proper run football clubs do. Um, uh, dear, I don't know. Okay. I, I suppose if you look at it, I mean, the glass glass half full. Let's try, right? You could argue, you could argue that Deli Ali might not have started the first few games if Calvert Lewin was fit. If he went for a bit more of a robust midfield, he played Gordon and McNeil or Gordon and Gray or whatever combination. Deli Ali now might play the next few games. He might score a few goals, and all of a sudden, he might be a different player. That's about as positive as I can get. <laughs> I guess you're talking about like uh, players like. Um... Uh, Chelsea have got. I mean, yeah, Chelsea. But I can't believe how much money Chelsea have spent this summer, and like how like it felt. It's almost felt a bit. I'm sure they got they signed good players. I'm sure, but it almost feels a bit like like that's sporadic what they've signed Chelsea. A bit like what we do. We make that like crazy like splurge, just spend a load of money. So hopefully this weekend um, it backfires them a little bit, and they're not quite ready. But um, but they just they just spent fifty million quid on that left back uh, Brighton left back, haven't they? What's his What's his name? The um, Kukurea. That's yeah. a father. Yeah, they have ridiculous money, but that's because the, okay, the, the Alonso's left or leaving, and they've uh, uh, Chilwell's on a long-term injury, so they've got a left back injured already. But you know, they're not just going to not prepared to just muddle through and okay, play some kid at left back or get some through. It's like no, we need to sort this position out okay, and get somebody in. And you know, what I mean, so why Everton haven't done that at, at any level? I mean, it, it's crazy, really. But we'll have to see what's around the corner, I guess. And. I don't know what deals they've been working on, um, but yeah, it's it, it, it's it's baffling. They haven't really done it. I'd, I'd question a little bit. Like, in, in terms of not replacing Adrissa Gay, I suppose they kind of tried to replace Adrissa Gay. They had um, they tried to put a change, change the system a little bit with with a Gabamin. They mm-hmm. had Schneiderlin. Yeah. They did. They, uh, they designed Delph. Yeah, I mean, it just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah I mean, so they tried to, just did it badly. Yeah, but like, um, yeah. Well, yeah, which, which is probably a bit more of the problem that we've had. But yeah, great example, Luca Dean being replacing Bain, like a carbon copy of Baines, and then we got rid of him. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. it's just, um, yeah, a big frustration of it, and isn't it? Um, and you could go on. We could probably do several podcasts on the on the, you know, transfer inability. Um and it's yeah. it's come to the core come to the core once more. Um yeah, then but then there, there comes opportunity with these you know, with, with these issues and yeah, maybe Deli Ali can grasp it, maybe 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 it just brings us onto something. Um I wonder what would have happened. I presume that probably means Patterson kinda has to play now 
I would have thought a right back. I had a feeling they maybe stick a Roby there and play Deli Ali in that yeah. position. You know, in that position. So you probably can't really do that. He probably wants a Roby in midfield now. You would have thought if Deli Ali's mm. got to be further forward, uh, that might mm. be might be something we stumble upon with, with them both there. I don't know. It's, it's where the top managers are in the corner, I guess. I mean, just thinking back to other times when we've uh, had to go in against it in, in adversity and. Uh, we beat Man City that time and we had no centre-backs and Tony Hibbert had to come back from injury and play at centre-back. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and Dennis Strackelard, he just, it was just everywhere up front. Like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, somehow won the game. as one when, like, Muka had to go and goal against City as well and he was, you know, he wasn't up to much but somehow had the game of his life and just about kept him out and we won. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's things like that. It's you just got to, you know, I guess when we all like uh, gasped when we heard the Pickford was out for the Newcastle game, and as you said, Andy and uh, Begovic came in and had a great. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, it's it's just them things you got to sort of hope for. And when I say that, I'm not thinking, oh great, we did <laughs> the opposite of what was uh, good from them things is when we stuck Steve Watson up front for six games and didn't score a single goal. I don't think until he finally played Joe Max Moore, and then we did score a goal. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm won the game. It was just the so yeah, I'm not thinking something like that, but um, yeah, I just got to think. Look, I'm just looking at trying to think of a few games where we thought, oh god, we've got no chance here. We've got this many players out, we're up against the here, and and we gone and won. Yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, let's hope it's just one of them. Um, one of their magical nights, Goodison will be rocking um, first game back, and Goodison can change things a lot. And uh, maybe it can bring the best out of McNeil and Deli Ali and uh, Tarkovsky as the sort of you know, you know, everyone just grows on him. We could, you know, we got, I think we got some pretty good characters in that squad. I think we saw that, I suppose, towards the end of last season. And if you look at the nucleus of that team, it's it can probably give most teams a game. It's obviously you're missing a very, very important player in this one. So, um, segueing onto the Chelsea game, I think, you know, it doesn't mean there's not an opportunity to win that game. I think it might might still be a good game to Chelsea. And it, might, it might, again, come down to um, the crowd again, as it was towards the end of last season. It might become a really important factor. I think it'll it'll be needed on Saturday, I think. Yeah, Just it's not say, so much um, this game. Sorry, I was going to say it's not so much this game that I'm concerned about. It's it's this the fact that we have got the rest of the month potentially, <laughs> depending on how long things drag on. You know, that's that's my concern. Yeah, just to say, um, obviously we're recording this on Wednesday evening. Uh, Everton have just tweeted three minutes ago that Lewis Dobbin has gone on loan to Derby. So oh, seriously, well, that was on the cards. That was on the cards. Yeah, I think we knew that was. one. Yeah, it was, uh, but that's been official. So uh, any any kind of last minute plan to keep right. him whilst so does that tell you that there's some there's a plan b i don't know whether it tells me anything but would you would you not say to that to derby hold on five minutes we we need to sort ourselves out here if, if there wasn't a plan b i don't know or maybe that would they were so far down the line that they just went through with it i don't know i think yeah i think it just speaks to the fact that the decision's already been made on dobbin that he's just not ready um you know, but yeah, yeah. It, like like you say, it would it would hint that they're that they have some irons in the fire. Um, I mean, if if we're looking at the the three players that we've been linked to, Emmanuel, Dennis, Maxwell, Corne, and um, Armando Broja, I mean, there, people are talking about have us having between thirty and thirty five million this summer to spend. Let's say five of that's already gone on the down payment for Dwight McNeil. Potentially, there's another ten maybe held back this season for. If Deli Ali passes, whatever the figure is, is it twenty appearances? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that leaves you with with a down payment for someone. Whether that's whether it's enough to 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 get Maxwell Cornet, let's see. But I mean, it, you would think that they're going to have to to push the envelope a little bit, given 
the urgency of the situation. Um, and the thing, the thing that I've actually been pondering, and, I, and I, I'll kick, kick this out on Twitter actually afterwards and see what people think, um, is that the, the Moyes Keen situation? We're obviously have an agreement with Juventus to sell him for X amount, is whatever is it, mid twenties, twenty odd million. But there's also an eight million pound or six million pound or whatever it is loan fee involved, carrying it through to next season. I mean, given the urgency of our situation, um, is is do we need to weigh up the the financial benefits of holding on for another year versus renegotiating with Juventus now, going back to the table and saying, okay, you want to sign him now? Then you know let's 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 sort this out and we'll get you know twenty odd million maybe getting on towards thirty million for a player, player now that could enable us to sign two players potentially three players instead of just one um, for money between now and the end of the end of the month it just seems to me that uh, that the urgency of the situation means that we may have to make some some sacrifices on that front. I'd love to be party to the endless jigsaw that is <laughs> yeah. our finances wouldn't you it would be yeah. really interesting to know i mean that even if that drops to 17 million now or whatever it might be you know yeah. what would that allow us to do in real terms um it, it would be really interesting to know i mean we're never going to know that and um i sometimes don't think that some of the people in the club know exactly what the um where the boundaries are um but i agree it now is now is it's important, isn't it, that we get somebody in the building? Something needs to happen in these next three, or, you know, two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that does mean losing a bit off the Moyes Keen deal in a year's time, you know, it, it could make all the difference that we are still in the Premier League in twelve months' time, and um, that you know, a striker coming in now would help that immeasurably. I was a bit like you. You, you. Your introduction, you spoke of a kind of almost a strange optimism in the last two weeks, whatever it might be, that we've started signing a few players and won a few games and scored a few goals in pre-season. I was like you in that, oh, well, this might be okay. Mm-hmm. And then it only takes one bit of the jigsaw to fall off the end of the table and all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're going to have to again. Yeah. <laughs> oh. well, but it has the makings of... A fairly decent team, you know. It, it's, yeah. it's it's going to be it's going to be patched together. And yes, there are players that we're bringing in from, you know. And it was like, oh, you're bringing in relegated players, but these are good players. I mean, James Kotowski has looked excellent in preseason, and and Dwight McNeil is definitely going to have a part to play. Um, I don't think I don't actually think he's. We'll get on to the Chelsea game later. I don't think he starts on on Saturday. I think Damari Gray might get that 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 nod, but um, you know, it's um, when when we have a first when we have a full fit squad it's actually in, has the makings of a of a fairly decent team that just needs a couple of really excellent uh, additions that we may or may not be able to afford um but yeah i mean yeah like you yeah, I, I that that's what, what that was giving me a little bit of optimism that perhaps you know given how we we we've sort of finished the season and and the record that we had under lampard over the the, the few months that he was in that we won't be relegation fodder necessarily and you know maybe we can sort of squeak into the top 10 but yeah it, it's got it's where are the goals going to come from was my question before Calvert-Lewin got injured because he hasn't been prolific for a while and now it's like well where are the goals going to come from <laughs> well, it was a big problem last season wasn't it um not many players chipped in with goals um I mean Charleston but how many did the Charleston finish on like 11 12 goals or something like that it wasn't just nine 
Was it was it that low? Was it? I don't know. I can't <laughs> um, anyhow, um, yeah. And after that, obviously, yeah, there, there wasn't a great deal much. There wasn't a great deal much else, was there? From um, the goals ten. went spread around the team. Ten league ten goals. Sorry, ten right. league goals. Yeah, uh, double figures at least. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, it was a bit of a worry for last season. And, um, yeah, stats which is yes, the players coming in aren't going to add, add much to that either. I guess. Uh, Dwight McNeil hasn't got a load of goals to his to his name. Knows address a guy, assuming he comes. I don't know about Tarkovsky from a you know set piece point of view. I don't know. I don't recall him scoring too many. I could be wrong, but yeah, there's not a lot not a lot of change from at least as far as the stats are concerned in that regard. So we'll um yeah, need to get a bit more, aren't we? I think we're gonna have to ask uh, maybe Gordon to be a bit a little bit more prolific, I suppose, when he's in them sort of opportunities. A little bit more from Damari Gray. Um I don't think you can have it, ask for any more effort from a Wobi, but maybe a little more end product in front of the goal. Maybe you know you can have to ask a few more of the players to chip in a little bit more. I suppose mm. um, looking around the team, particularly um, in Dominic's absence, um, yeah, there's a worry um, for the season, and yeah, just have to hope that striker comes. Striker comes in. It's um, yeah, that's been deflating, hasn't it? This Dominic Avalou an injury. You're right, both of you, that it's. Um, yeah, you dare to dream a little bit of like just a, a reasonable season, and we can still do that. But um, the start just feels rocky, uh, just like that. You know what I mean? You, you know, especially after Dominic. Uh, I didn't see any of the um, the match on Friday, but he played pretty well from what Kansas Scott has took took his goal pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was looking like his old self, wasn't he? Um, yeah, and then just, yeah, freak injury, and uh, yeah, yeah, there we go again. Um, yeah, I just have to see what happens. Um, but yeah, still optimistic for the game, as I say on uh, on Saturday. Still got a got a feeling we can be okay in that in that one, and then uh, get off to a good start. And uh, yeah, let's see where we go from there. The number of times they've surprised us, exactly. In, in, yeah, yeah. In, in a good and bad way, but you know, <laughs> it, num- number yeah. of times. Yeah, I, I agree with you when you said it earlier. You know, the number of times we've thought. It's not, you know, it's not going our way. It's not going to happen today. And all of a sudden, a big team comes to Goodison and it changes. You know, um, let's hope it's the same again, eh? We were all dreaming of twelfth, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the positives that from the from the Kiev game, and yes, I mean, we're, they, we're playing a second string team and all the rest of it. But I mean, there was there was some confidence on the ball that was really pleasing to see. Um, we're still trying to play out from the back, which still gives me the willies. But I mean, you know, it's it's clear that that's you know Lampard at least wants to, wants them to to try. Um, and we had uh, you know a couple of uh, we had actually all three of the uh, all three of the new signings weighed in with assists, which is good. You know, more more of that, please. Um, and obviously Dwight McNeil scoring twice. Um, I, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to he's going to raise a few eyebrows this season, Dwight McNeil. I think he's going to. Um, Hopefully, he's going to have a um, in, in, in a different environment, sort of get back to I think the the, the promising player that that he was uh, for Burnley a couple of seasons ago. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we'll just have to see what what happens against um, against Chelsea. Let's you know, let's move on to that one. Um, I suppose it's going to be the battle of the false nines. Really, <laughs> it's quite amazing because we're scratching around for a striker, and, and Chelsea really don't have any on their books. Um, that they're really sold on either. It looks like um, I, I saw talk of Timo Werner potentially leaving. Obviously, Lukaku has been loaned back into Milan, and then they haven't made a decision on Broja, who would, you know, yes, please, we'd have him in an instant. So it's it's kind of funny. 
And so it looks like they'll probably be lining up with Kai Havertz as their false nine. We'll have, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be Deli Alley because I think because Lampard's already played him there. Um, when I when he took Calvert Lewin off, he's moved um, Deli Alley into that role. So I think that's I think that's what we'll see. Um, so it's 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 yeah, it's going to be interesting from that perspective. Um, and then as I say, I think it's going to be Gordon and Gray as the two wide players either side of of Deli Alley. Um, I think Iwobi will play right wing back because I'm just not sure that Lampard's quite trust Patterson yet from a dis- defensive point of view, um, which is a shame because I, I was really hoping that he would sort of really use preseason to, to sort of solidify his his claim to that role because I, I would prefer Iwobi further forward. Um, I think obviously Mikalenko is the other winning wing back. Um, Tarkovsky, Mean and Godfrey is the centre-backs. And then, I mean, if if Adrisa Gay is signed in time, I, I think, as as you said, Andy, we're recording Wednesday night. I think he has to be registered by noon tomorrow, so noon Thursday, in order to be eligible for that game. But I think if if he's signed in time, he'll play in centre mid with with Dukure, Would be my guess. You think you you think you'll go straight in without any training with with his, much training with his teammates? I know he's potentially. I'm sure yeah. he, he's fit enough. No doubt about that. But yeah, just understand is that. Hmm. I don't yeah, know I mean, well. Th- well, I know Alan played. He played at a half, didn't he? He came out as a sub, I think, against Kiev. I, I, it's, it's whether Alan's ready, um, and then if he's yeah. not, you know, do, is it is it Tom Davis? Um, it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a troublesome part of the pitch. Even if you sign, we talked about last week. Even if you sign it just a gay, you still need someone else in there. And, and Lampard's admitted mm. as much. So uh, we'll see. I'd put yeah. Gay straight in. Yeah, think? me too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's he's obviously been playing for PSG. I think he was in the squad for the whatever they play the Super Cup or whatever it is. I don't know whether he got on the pitch, but so he's obviously no, I don't had think a, he did. He's obviously had a relatively full preseason to be on a bench for their their effectively Community Shield. So mm-hmm. um, I'd put him straight in, no problem. Um, and I, you know, I, I if if Alan isn't. 100% fit, which he hasn't been to this point, then I don't think he's re- going to be ready to play against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. That's an area that which they are, you know, pretty strong in. Um, and I think then you just put Decore with Gay um, mm-hmm. and wait to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope Patterson plays. I really do. And I, I know that was your point as well. But I think with young players, especially young fullbacks, Oh, well, young defenders, I think they have to play through a mm-hmm. period of learning the defensive side of the game in the Premier League. I mean, you know, if if he's going to be our right back, we hope he's going to be our right back for the next five years or right wing back or whatever we play. He, I think it's best that he gets going to, as soon as possible in big games rather than saying, oh, it's Chelsea this week, we're going to put a Wobie back there and you might play when we play Fulham at home or something. Um, I don't. I. I just think if if I know he wasn't a, a Lampard signing, and I, I've always got that in the back of my mind, and I think we definitely saw that at the end of last season that he clearly wasn't before his injury. I mean, he he wasn't trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a bit more of a run up now, haven't we? There's a little bit more of margin for error now, um, and I just think you know if if he especially if he's got a three behind him. Playing him as a right back in a four, okay, I can see how you might find that might be a bit scary. But if he's got a three behind him, who are relatively solid players, those three you just said, 
The other side, Mikolenko looks a good player. He had to go through that period last yeah. season, more yeah. through necessity than anything. But look where he is now. Um, I just hope Patterson plays. And I, I'm with you. I, I hope a Wobi, if we do see a Wobi, it's further up the pitch. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's what I'd like him to be. Um, yeah, I, I think Patterson will play there because Ali would have been up front. I think if I, if not for this injury for Dominic, I'm pretty sure Wobi would have been right wing back and uh, Ali would have been in that um, sort of, I don't know, midfield stroke number 10 role with, with Dominic uh, up, up, up top. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope, uh, well, I think Patterson will play and I really hope he plays as well. Um, I think, as you alluded to, Andy, I think the, I think the thing with like young players, you, you kind of got to let them make, you know, you kind of got to let them make the mistakes, you know what I mean? And sort of learn from them. And that's obviously it's, it's a tough one to throw, yeah, to throw in because obviously mistakes are costly. Uh, remember when Seamus Coleman, uh, when he when he came through and he was like, look, you know, thought, wow, what, what, what a promising, energetic player he he looked. He looks fantastic. But he was, he was making quite a lot of basic mistakes, but Moyes gave him a lot of games and continued to give him games. So obviously you saw the potential there. Um, now, in fairness, we were in a bit more of a luxury to do that because we could put him, you could pull him in and out. We had Tony Hibbert, who was reliable, Phil Neville, players like that. Mm-hmm. There who could play that position as well. And it was a bit more, it was a bit easier to get to give them opportunities. Plus, Everton were way better than, like, way, way more, way more competitive in the Premier League than they are now. So, um, yeah, it was easier to do that, I suppose. Um, and Coleman still probably got a job to do this season, nurturing, nurturing uh, Patterson along, I imagine. But um, yeah, I hope, I hope he starts the game. Um, yeah, midfield. Um, yeah, I didn't realise Al- as Alan. Uh, sounds pretty bad. I haven't really followed much preseason at all. Is that has Alan not featured much at all this preseason? You say he played half a game the other day. He's not played much in in the other games. No, I think that was his first because he had surgery at the end of the season on some hernia groin thing, and so I think this was yeah. this is the first opportunity he's actually had when he's been fit enough to play. So oh, okay. he hasn't really. Yeah, he hasn't really featured. Um, which is which is my one concern over him starting is given that he is becoming a little injury prone is you know you don't want to just throw him straight in oh no absolutely not no he, he's very unlikely to be ready then uh so maybe no. maybe in that instance gay has to <laughs> if he's i mean he'd, he'd be up for it if he's ready um yeah i just didn't realize alan alan wasn't available um so if it's not if it's not um gay it's yeah the core and davis isn't it probably and then with yeah. Dali Ali, uh, uh, I will be probably up ahead of him. So yeah, maybe maybe Gay has to play. Um, assuming he's signed, <laughs> it, it, it's well, it's it's me quiet. Mad. It's it's been a yeah. week, hasn't it? Because we talked about him in, on the last part. It's been seven days, and I, I, I'm, I'm waiting on something from from Mr. R- Romano. I need a here we go to <laughs> to confirm that it's happening. <laughs> Yeah, it's starting to worry me a little bit. I mean, it's a, we were talking about I think last week we mentioned like. Uh, was it Manny Fernandez? And I remember there was like the, mm-hmm. when, when we said, yeah. oh yeah, you know, that, that looked like it was kind of a done deal. It was like, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's at the training ground. He's, you know, he's like, oh great, it's, it's going to happen. And these things go quieter and quieter. And before you know it, it's all changed. Yeah. You know I mean, so it's, you know, it sounds a bit more like it's on the way with a dresser, but yeah, the longer these things are, there's the Evertonian paranoia in me just uh, <laughs> makes it, um, <laughs> Yeah, it makes me question it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I did see something about that deal. And again, it's only stuff that pops up on Twitter, but there seemed to be lots of noise for it being a, a longish term deal, you know, two or three year contract. I did see something that Everton were looking for a more, quote, short term deal. I don't know what, what that means in real terms, whether that would be a loan 
or, or an actual permanent signing. But again, it, it, it it's back to this never-ending balance, isn't it? Of yes, he's going to be thirty-three very soon. So, do we, in an ideal world, do we really want him on a two or three-year deal? No. Right. If the if the club is if the club is trying to thrash out a deal that's going to take a bit longer, but is the right deal for one year, let's say, I think that's where we all want this club to get, isn't it? Having had the last five years of, you know, and, and although it still feels delicate, it still feels like, oh God, just get him in the building. Let's just worry about it later. But that's yeah. kind of what we've done for five years. Yeah. So, it, so even though it feels delicate because of last year's run in and the whole experience that went along with that that none of us want to feel again they are it feels like anyway they're trying to do it the right way they're trying to you know they're trying to get these deals that if if that is the case if the if the hold up is because that they want Everton want a, a deal that suits them a bit more I, it's kind of what we want them to do it, it feels it's still a little bit panicky that we want the deals done as well I mean it's a strange balance in your head isn't it it's a strange kind of yeah, you, just, yeah. Yeah, the, you know the long term the long term health of the club is of course where we you know what we want to prioritize we, we but yeah. we because we've been shocked and we have trauma um we have ptsd <laughs> about last year we, we kind of want everything to be done now yeah it, it's the urgency of the situation which i think is is why we're even considering a, lo- a longer term deal as opposed to a loan anyway I, the sense that i got is it it, it seems to have come down to we initially wanted a loan. The player want, obviously wants something more secure. Um, and so it seems that seems to be now a two-year deal, um, which I, I think gave and his representatives wanted three. I think we've settled on two. And that I think that's it seems to be what they're hammering out. I mean, it seems to from the from the those ITKs like you know, like the Bobble and Fabrizio Romano were both saying that from Gay's own perspective, the personal terms are there. It's just that the two clubs need to finally agree on whatever. I suspect there's going to be a fee in there somewhere. I think one of the French sources quoted 10 million euros, which is a, a touch steep. Um, yeah. And it kind of, you know, we're in sort of Fabian Delft territory. But I mean, we're in the situation, again, going back to my, you know, my pondering about the Moyes Keen deal, is we're in a situation where we're going to have to spend a little bit more than we were hoping to in order to or in the keen situation lose a bit of money in order to just get something over the line um because ultimately i mean it could be the difference between survival and not and then your calculations are obviously much bigger in terms of losses if the worst happens so it's it's, as i said it's very delicate kind of balancing act that we're in right now maybe like it might might end up being like upon them like a compromise might be one of them sort of like uh, two years with the option to extend the third year, which like mm-hmm. might suit both parties, you know, might, might, might come in handy, you know what I mean? Or might be like, you know, at the same time, at the same time, I think, okay, no, we're going to let you go now. I might feel, oh, oh actually you could do, you could do a third year, in which case you still, you've got them there, you know, to sign another player, you know, and, and, the, and the incentive is him to work his, work his ass off as gay does to, 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 to earn himself that extra year extension. I don't mm-hmm. know. It might be, might be the compromise, who knows, but, um, yeah, which, which which would kind of make sense. Fees a little high if it's that much, but um, as you say, what can we do? Um, the uh, it's curious. The Moyes Keen uh, that, that that's been mentioned, muted a little bit already this summer, hasn't it? Of like, oh, they they might be coming to sort of try and just you know 
not have to pay the loan fee and just just sign them permanently now if they're going to have to do it anyway. You know what I mean? So you know, so they can kind of basically sell them quicker. Is that, is that kind of the, the thing? Is that they, yeah, you know, they, they want wanted to, to buy them and then sell them, which obviously yeah. suits suits us and it suits them. Um, and ultimately, it'll suit the player as well because he'll actually get to go somewhere where he'll play regular football. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's basically Everton have apparently dug their heels in and said, "No, you owe us." You know this this second loan, the second year loan fee, and we're going to wait. We're going to hang on for it. Yeah, I can see. I can just kind of kind of foresee it on deadline day. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah. That, that, that deal goes through it. Like when it's too late. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. But well, that's what I'm saying. It might not be too late, and that like Everton might do that business, and then oh, the bunny comes yeah. in. Yeah, they they yeah. cover it that way. I don't know. Like um, it's it's <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a crackpot asylum, as you say, Andy. The uh, the Everton financial uh, account. I'm not going to try and uh, make any <laughs> headway of how that works. I suppose the big difference with other signings is that Garner Gate is a known quantity. Yes, you know it's it's, yeah. it's not a Fabian Delph. It's not a Morgan Schneiderlin. It's not a Gabamin. It, it, it's somebody who is tried and tested in the league at Everton. I know it was a few years ago. That's the thing, obviously. But yeah, it's a little bit different. I suppose us haggling for an, any other thirty-three-year-old. You know, it at least it's yeah. it's worked before. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be a good sign. Yeah. Um. I think there's like them, them four midfielders, they're assuming they're like the, the midfielders that we'd be going with of Gay, Gay, Alan, DeCorey, Davis. I mean, that, that that it does feel me like a little bit of confidence in most games we'll be playing. That's four pretty good scrappers there, regardless of like, you know, what I mean, like uh, parts of them a bit, uh, you know, collect your know, individual abilities you might question and whatever, whatever. But, um, yeah, I think if you look, if you got them and any combination of them playing in most games, I think the opposition they would have been in a bit of a game when you're up against them. And I think that similarly the wingers we got in in Gordon and and um, uh, Gray and I think McNeil will you know similarly work very hard as well. I think you know so we've got a very hard working team, hopefully quite a fit team with the, 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 the with the preseason they've had. So um, yeah, I'm optimistic we got enough there if we can just add that one and uh, obviously get that striker through the door. Um, Gay really enhances that midfield. No one though, doesn't he? I'd still like one more DM alongside Gay because in case if he, as I said last week, if he gets injured, then you're back to really your only holding midfielder is Tom Davis. Yeah, that's Lewis Warmanson steps up as the only the only other feasibility at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, which you know he could, he could. We just don't yeah. want to place that all on his shoulders at this age, you know. Yeah. I suppose while Everton and Juventus are haggling, I mean, could Moyes play for a few weeks? Could he? Could, could he? <laughs> yeah. Part of the deal, just can we have him for a, just uh, three weeks, four weeks, whilst you sort yourselves out in terms of the money? Uh, I'm not sure we really. I'm not sure we really want that either. But um, yeah, probably not. Honestly, what, what what a disappointment he was, Moyes Keane. Did you not think? Yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, I, I was I was really excited when he signed, and oh no, it's yeah. Don't attack him personally. He didn't ever seem to be that interested really at Everton, did he? But um, mm-hmm. I was just really, I, I was, I was, I was, I was expecting quite a lot from from Moyes Keane, obviously, and you as you as you would do coming from coming from Juventus like that, and you know with uh, with good pedigree and uh, yeah, real, real flop really, wasn't he? he? Never really looked looked apart at all, and very very rarely did he look look up to it, you know. So yeah, real real disappointment that one. I expected a lot from him. So uh just to get the money back and, and a little bit more is something I suppose, isn't it? Um, actually it is. To get to even to even get our money back is not bad going. But 
Yeah. I think it is another example, to be fair, of the club actually trying to do the right thing. Because at the time, I don't think there was an Everton fan out there that went, oh, that's a bad deal. I think that we were all excited by the fact that we had a, such a young striker yeah. who had, you mm-hmm. know, some some, um, some some numbers behind him that he was going to be a good player. So, uh, yeah, uh, and I take your point about the midfielders earlier. We have tried to 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 do the right thing in midfield. It just hasn't worked out. I think Moyes Keane's another one. The, I don't think the club can really be held really that responsible for that deal. It looked right at the time. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, yeah, remember that was his debut? Did he come off the bench and like miss a few chances against Watford? And you wonder, mm. like, it was, uh, I think, uh, one just, uh, one, I think one was an open goal, actually, which he, like, from the edge of the box, which I don't know, came to him quickly and put wide. I can't really remember, but, like, he missed a few chances, and you just wonder, like, oh, if he'd got off to a bit of a flyer, who knows? But I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking, just kind of shades of Ibrahim Bakayoko when he missed a chance in the derby <laughs> after five minutes. And let's face it, if that would have gone in, it wouldn't really have changed his, uh, <laughs> how well he would have done at Goodison, I don't yeah, think, would it? So, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> no, <nah>, maybe not. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, with all of that uh, having been said and discussed, uh, this week's question is a simple one. Where do you think we'll finish this season? Oh, well. No one wants to go first there. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was simple, but actually it's not that simple, really. No, I think it's probably the toughest one you've ever asked me. Um, I... <clears throat> With, yeah, with the players we've signed and the fact that surely the other players that are still at the club can't be as bad as they were last year, I'm going to say it now on 3rd of August, I don't think Everton are going down. Okay. How much better than that it is, I'm not sure. I think if if we could, it, you know, a lot will determine this over the next four weeks, but I think... 14th is where I'm going to sit. It might be a little bit up and down at times. There might be times when we're like now where we haven't naturally got anybody that can really come into the squad of the team. The squad still looks a little bit thin to me um, Mm -hmm. in certain areas. So I think we're going to have to ride that. You know, the same players aren't going to be fit all season, but it should be better than last year. And I'm going to stick my neck out and say 14th. I have 13th written down here, but then you started talking about Carver Lewin. I thought, no, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Um, so I've gone 14. Okay, Paul, what do you reckon? Yeah, you set a low bar, Andy, saying we're oh, we're not going to go down, but that's the that's the currency we're dealing with at the moment, I suppose, isn't it? So uh, yeah, um, well, look at the table. I mean, like. Man U, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Man U, West Ham. We can't compete with them. I don't think. Well, I put West Ham into that top seven, even though that is just seventh. Work down a little bit. I think probably Newcastle and Brighton a little below them. We, we we wouldn't be able to get rub shoulders with them. A little stretch above below them, Leicester and Villa. If we have a good season, we can make we can mix with them. But that's be a very good season. And then I think we're probably on about par with. Wolves, Brentford, Crystal Palace, and I don't know why, but I, I got a feeling Fuller might do okay or might be okay. I think we're in that mix of them, and that's uh, yeah, that's like 12th to 16th anywhere from there. I think below that, Southampton, Leeds, Forest, Bournemouth are the ones that are in for a struggle. Um, so, given all that, I'd circled on that Everton on 13th. So that's uh, I'll stick with 13th. 
because it'd be boring to say 14th because Andy just said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I um in a fit of madness, I th- I f- I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to believe Farhad when he says judges at the end of the window. Um, I'm hoping that they will pull something out of the bag between now and the end of the transfer window that will bring in a player who can really make a difference up front. And whether that's someone like Emmanuel Dennis, we, we finally know we we get to the point where we know how much we have to spend and we go to Watford and we say, okay, here you go. And you know, we, we have a something out. Um, so I think that, um, you know, that there'll be, there'll be teams that will struggle. I, I think Villa based on last season might struggle. Leicester haven't signed anyone, although they may, if they sell Fafana um, and get, you know, a, a bunch of cash in, they, they may, have their own targets and, you know, and maybe Newcastle, you know, prize James Madison away, in which case that could change things um, completely for, for Leicester. But um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think a fit Calvert-Lewin and another striker, maybe we could have pushed for the top 10, but I'm, I'm going to go for 12th, slightly oh. more optimistic, but, <laughs> but not much. <laughs> oh, that, that it makes you wince, doesn't it? Those three predictions in a row. Uh, I mean, I suppose to go into the kind of pool level of detail there, I can see us finishing above Fulham, Forest, Leeds, Bournemouth, Southampton and Brentford. I can see us finishing above those clubs. I think I make that right. Is that right? One, two, three, four, five. So we finish above six clubs, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know about Wolves. They had a strange end to last season, Wolves, didn't they? They Mm -hmm. were absolutely fantastic until a a point and it all kind of fell away. But I think there's enough there to not be embroiled in that kind of lower mid-table thing. Um, But I think Palace are probably, I hate to say it, the way they've done it since Roy Hodgson left, I think Palace are ahead of us um, Mm -hmm. in their recruitment and their squad building. and I think if we can, well, if we can be up near Palace, well, I think we'll be around the mid-table mark. I think we'll have a good season. Uh, Villa, you're right. Villa, I'm not sure about Villa. I think, as I've said before on the pod, I, I, I think Stephen Gerrard got away with an awful lot last season because he had a good start. Uh, it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see how they, how they start because if they don't start well, he's now spent money on top of uh, on top of everything else. But yeah, I, I would say those six that I've mentioned would be the six that we can finish above. I'm just making sure I've added it up right. Yeah, that would make us 14th if we can finish above six. So there right. we go. Yeah, make, make it so. <laughs> well, I think we don't. Yeah, any of them predictions, we we take any of them. I mean, 12, 13, yeah, 14, for really yeah, yeah, like yeah, like I think that's what we said literally since the end of last season. Is uh. Oh, what we'd give for just a nice, normal, boring season. I mean, the way the last 24 hours or so have gone has suggested it won't be that a nice, boring season. It's going to be plenty of bumps along the way. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, optimistic we can we can finish about there. I mean, that squad's not too bad. You know what I mean? Okay, we're light, we're light right now. We're, we're light for this game without, without, um, without Calvert-Lewin. Shame we didn't get that of a striker in before now. But, yeah, a few more additions to come. That's not too bad a squad. Really. It's certainly a squad that should be Minimum competing in them positions that we just discussed. Um, and if we did that, it'd be a good footing, wouldn't it, to go into the season after? Like, hey, we had a solid enough season. Now what can we do? You know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. uh, as we, and we're edging closer to the new stadium then as well. So, um, yeah, let's hope that's the case. And, uh, yeah, there's, as the podcasts go on, we can continue this optimism and uh, <laughs> it doesn't send us down some, uh, you know, I don't know, like <laughs> rabbit hole of uh, 
stress or something. I'm not here to see how we go. Despair <laughs> is the word I was looking for, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's yeah, see how we do. I know a lot of the cup football is done on the draw and that, you know, that makes or breaks a cup run. But can you see, with the squad like it is now-ish, can you see Lampard worrying about the cups at all? Is he? Are we still in a position really... Well, no, not still. Have we got to a position now where cup football is just a massive bonus if we win a few games rather than actually concentrating on it? It's hard to say, isn't it? I mean... I, I think I've, I've become a bit deflated with the cups these last few years because it just seems like it's it, it's it's so rare now. One of the big teams, the top teams, don't win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Leicester won it the other year. It just feels like I don't know, like your big teams up towards the top, they'll probably like stick second string teams out for most of the way through and they get a big game themselves and then get to the semi and they'll just like, I don't know, Chelsea just swept Palace aside in the semi last year, didn't they? After Palace beat us in the quarters. It was just like, you know, that, that would have been us just getting battered by Chelsea in the semi. Instead. It's so hard to win a cup now. Um, that, you're right. I think I think it's the the league cup. It's always just. Uh, I don't think it's so much teams don't take it seriously. It's just more you got to give your squad games, and uh, and and that that comes around early in the season. You got mm-hmm. you got to rotate. You got to give uh, your your fringe players some some game time. Um, then the FA Cup comes along, and it's 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 kind of similar now. Really, um, I'd love us to be in a position where we could even sort of prioritize a cup with a chance to to win it, but. We're not in that position, you know. Um, so it's just so hard. To, it's just so, so difficult to win a cup now. It's kind of a sad indictment of the English game, really, the way it is. But, yeah, you can dream and you never know. But, uh, yeah, just um, it's just hard to see anyone else winning the cup at the moment other than the big teams. It's just, it's, it's, they're just so so much better equipped. with enormous squads of bursting with quality. It's, it's so, so difficult to compete with them now. So, yeah. I think it depends on where we are in the season. Say, say we get through the first couple of rounds of the of the Carabao Cup. You know, you're getting on towards winter. You know, if we're comfortably mid-table and looking upwards, then I think we can. And the same with the FA Cup. But if we're scrapping at the bottom, I mean, it's it's going to be hard to pour too much energy into that. But I mean, yeah, the FA Cup always the it's either you know it's either a distraction from your from your poor league form and you can use it as a springboard, or it's you know. Or it's just a, you know, something you don't want another, <laughs> another way to get injured players and suspended players, I suppose. But yeah, I think it just depends on where we are. Um, hopefully, you know, we we we're in a position where it's not going to be a big problem. Yeah, hopefully we can give it a go. Okay, well, twenty twenty two, twenty three. Here we go. I suppose in terms of Saturday, um, it's football. Anything can happen, especially on uh, opening day. Often throws up some some strange results so so you know maybe we'll just batter Chelsea and <laughs> wonder what we what we were all worried about um I think after that as as we were discussing we just have to pray that there's some players lined up who we can sign in short order rather than hanging on till um to deadline day um so we'll be we'll be back or about around this time next week to review uh, Saturday's game and whatever fresh chaos has afflicted this club that we support um Andy uh, you're still covering the the Commonwealth games in Brum how's that been going Full on, um, but fantastic. Um, and yeah, the, Birmingham as a city has embraced the games and they're putting on a real show. And it's just, it's a privilege to be here, to be honest, to, to, to cover it as part of my job. And um, it's been really exciting. Um, went to the Athletic Stadium for the first time today, saw some 400 metres, 800 metres heats, some 100 metre para heats. It was fantastic. Um, and, you know, with all the other sports going on, it's just been a real 
theatre. I'll tell you what I've my new found spectator sport is that I never thought I'd say in my life. I yeah. love the weightlifting. Oh, really? <laughs> that is proper, proper theatre. You get kind of uh, like, almost like an amphitheatre, like a, a half-circle crowd. Yeah. And then you get the stage. And everybody comes out, and it's just that kind of drama of well, yes or no? Are they going to bit? Are they going to do it? Are they not? <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen, and it's like oh, oh, what, oh okay. it's brilliant. One one every five or ten minutes, I could watch that all day. Brilliant. <laughs> I had I had, that, I had my money, and you saying like the velodrome or something like that. Then I didn't think you were going to say weightlifting. Neither did I. Believe me. good stuff and uh paul you're off on another leg of your golf watching world tour is that right cricket not golf cricket Uh, cricket Uh, not golf cricket cricket sorry yeah i've got a bit of a soft spot for the new zealand cricket team and they've 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 probably taught every four or five years or so um so i've caught a couple of tests plenty of one day cricket p20 and taking my son to uh netherlands tomorrow to catch the netherlands new zealand so uh Quick trip, go Thursday, a few days there, um, back Saturday morning, straight to uh, home for a few hours and straight to Goodison, uh, all being well with flights, of course. So, uh, yeah, busy few yeah. days ahead, but hopefully enjoyable. So, uh, and exhausted. We've got to be, well, wake up in about six hours, so best be uh, best be getting to bed quite soon. Yeah, best, best to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy, enjoy the trip. Uh, safe yes. travels. Um, just a note for anyone, uh, regular Toffee Webbers who have got this from the podcast. Uh, the, the site will be uh, probably going dark on maybe Thursday, Friday as we get ready for the um, for the migration, and then hopefully everything will be uh, at least in a limited capacity working fine for in time for Saturday. Uh, yeah, but until then, uh, take care and uh, come on, you blues. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.